Welcome to the Jamoti Podcast. We are all surrounded by amazing coaches and leaders. So let's get an inside look at not just what they do, but how they do what they do. After all, becoming the best versions of ourselves is Jamoti, just a matter of doing it. Coaches, the Jamoti Podcast is powered by Shoot360. The future of basketball has arrived in Dallas-Fort Worth. Shoot360 combines the latest sports technology with the fundamentals of basketball skill development. The result is a one-of-a-kind video game-like basketball program designed to improve your shooting, dribbling, and passing. Visit Shoot360DFW.com to learn more and register for your free one-hour workout evaluation. Shoot360, the future of basketball is here. I did want to know, so you mentioned growing up on a farm. At what point uh, did you see that coaching was kind of the direction you wanted to go? Was it a plan before that to be carrying on the family business? How did that work? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. You know, and there's first of all, I, I have four brothers, so there's five boys in the family. Not one of us wanted to stay on a farm. <laughs> Not one of us. Uh, we, we, I mean, I think part of it was the era that that we all went through. I'm the oldest of five. My youngest is 16. My, my youngest brother is 16 years younger than I am. Oh. Uh, so I think it's kind of that era of, you know, really working your tail end off and barely making ends meet, hmm. you know. So I don't, I don't, none of us really wanted to stay on the farm. Uh, uh, and and I you know what I knew as I, I'm I'm thinking probably my earliest recollection would be about fourth or fifth grade where I knew that I wanted to be a coach. Oh wow! I mean that's just what I I love basketball, and I just knew I wanted to be a coach. Hmm. Um, and you know I think I think people saw it's interesting because I think other people saw me as in that in that in that profession as well. You know, uh, I played little league baseball and, you know, basketball and everything else. And I think people saw me as a somebody who would be a would want to be a coach. Yeah. It's funny. It's funny you say that because we I think we all can think of some of those players over the years that maybe during a practice or maybe we've even let them know, hey, one day I, I think you could be a heck of a coach. Yeah. We remember those guys because I think there's an appreciation level to just those players that at young ages look at and, and approach the game a little different. <coughs> yeah, I, I, it's interesting. I'm not, now, none of my brothers are in coaching. They're all in huh. all in different aspects. But they all played – we all played college ball. Uh, a couple of us played uh, – several played basketball. Some played college football. So we all had that, you know, level of athletic, uh, I guess, ability that we want to play at that next level. But – I mean, it it was from day one. I knew I was going to coach. If I was going to give up, if I was going to give up one or the other, I gave up playing for coaching uh, during that period. So, yeah. So I I think uh, that that was an interesting thing, and and I knew from like a young young guy, I was not going to be a farmer. I just <laughs> I was not, wasn't going to happen. Wasn't going to happen. A lot of good things growing up on the farm, though. But uh, but for me, it just wasn't going to happen. Hmm. I can't imagine the long list of coaches that you've been able to work with over the years. And then you've already mentioned Kobe, you know, the 50 plus NBA players that you've been, you know, been with. What 
are some qualities that you see in those great leaders? Well, I think, I mean, I look at the players and right now, uh, part of my job with USA basketball is to evaluate players and, and choose players that would make good teams Mm. invite for our training camps, whether it be, we have U16 this year, we have U16 and U19. So now I'm looking at players that are young players, mostly freshmen, some sophomores in high school. And then U19 is older players, some college freshmen, uh, some seniors that just graduated. So um, I, I think there's really, there's to me, there's five things that I evaluate players on. First one, first one is they got to be skilled. I mean, when it comes right down to it, they could be the, they can be the best teammate and be have everything, but if they're not skilled, you're probably not going to make any difference. We all have those guys, coach, on our know. teams in I high know. school. <laughs> and you know what? I love them all. I mean, I love no them, doubt. but they're just if they're not skilled, they're not skilled. Yep. And I and I think uh, the really the aspect of having those guys in your team, if being really honest with them, is probably the best. I mean, we just say you know, and I, and the relationships I had with my 10th, 11th, 12th guys on my team probably is as good or better than than, than I have with my top player. Hmm. Um, just because I recognize them as a vital part of the team, even though they weren't skilled. Did you have those those conversations with them pretty early on in seasons? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I tried to, and I just said, you know, I mean, I, I tried to have those conversations, you know, early in the season because I didn't want them to get the false idea that, you know, they're going to get a lot of minutes. I mean, just yeah. what's going to happen. Now, if it's a blog game, you'll get some minutes, and we're going to have some blog games. Hopefully, we're going to be on the top end of those blog games. <laughs> 30 or 30, hopefully more. <laughs> you know, I mean, again, what's what's kind of hard is, all right, so we uh, – Isaac Okoro, who now starts for the Cavaliers, he was our 12th guy uh, on our on our on one of our teams. Uh, uh, That's a pretty Manuel, good team. Manuel Quigley, who plays for – just just resigned a major contract with the Knicks. He was our, he was our twelfth guy. So it's funny because I see those guys now, and I I I have a really good relationship with like ninety percent of the players I've coached. I have I can text and they'll get back to me. But they all say that was you know that was a hard thing for them to deal with at first, being the twelfth guy. Uh, an interesting story. Like uh, if we have time, yes quickly, sir. Is Isaac Okoro, who who's drafted like top six or seven for the Cleveland Cavaliers. He came back after an injury, started for him, was injured, came back after an injury, and then uh, came off the bench for him. Well, a, a newspaper writer asked him, uh, "Hey, Isaac, I, you know you were a starter. Now you're you're injured. Now you have to come off the bench. Uh, are you going to be able to handle that?" And his response was, "Hey, I was twelfth guy." on our U-17 World Cup team for USA Basketball, I can handle this. He said, so, so that was a great answer by That's him. awesome. Great kid. So. Got to so be skilled. Got to be skilled. Secondly, smart. You know, how smart are you? You know, you, you make the, you know, decision-making, you make good decision-making passes. You know time and score. You know, you know a foul situation. You know, just those things that really kind of stick out to coaches, I think, are, are you know, just how smart a player. Uh, so I think that's the second thing. Third thing is versatility. Mm. You know, we we got to have 
for us, we got to have guys that can, first of all, main thing is, can you guard more than one position on switches, on screens? You know, can you, are you versatile? Can you, you know, can you maybe play a stretch four and now go to a wing position or, you know, and even on my high school teams, you want some kids that are really versatile that you can move around a little bit. Those are your best players. Mm-hmm. They can move around a little bit, maybe have the ball a little bit. You know, you look at Jason Tatum, who's obviously one of my favorite players and probably one of the best players I've coached, but you know, he's, he's so versatile. He'll bring the ball up and he'll get in the offense. And other than the first three quarters last night, uh, which he wasn't very good at, I haven't texted him on that yet. I'm just, yeah. <laughs> but you saw out. his toughness though. Yeah. Right. Know. Right. And so that leads to the versatility. Then I, the, the fourth thing is exactly what you said, toughness. You know, I, I think that's uh, that's probably maybe a, maybe one of the five things that we look at, that I look at most, you know, a Jason Tatum type thing. You know, you miss three or four shots. What else, you know, what are you going to do to help your team if you're not scoring type of thing? Uh, you know, are you going on the floor after loose basketball? Are you going to take a charge? Are you going to? You know what's your level of play like, uh, and a lot of that has a lot to me. A lot of that has to do with competitive. How competitive are you? You know that's that's toughness. Yeah. You know, are you the guy that's going to lose every. You guy that's going to have 10, 10 losses in in your practice session and two wins. Are you going to guy going to have five or six or seven wins and not that many losses? So that's toughness. Um, and then I think the last thing I look at really is resilience. I, I I take a look at uh, kids who are, you know, even, to me resilience is a couple different things, you know. So many things in a in a basketball is not always a clean, good looking game, you know. I mean, we want it to be, and we try and make it that way, but many times it's not. It's a it's a kind of an ugly game sometimes. Well, when it gets ugly, you know, how resilient are you? Uh, if you make a mistake, are you gonna hang your head? playing with the referees you're gonna get back and play defense or, or you know resilience comes in a lot of different forms um justice winslow who played for us uh uh awesome kid you probably remember when he played high mm-hmm. school basketball in texas st john's yep. I believe. Yep. awesome kid loved him uh he's he's had a few injuries in his nba career but uh um we cut him as a u16 player you know right out of you know, I think he was uh, he was Texas number one dra- number one player as a senior, but he he just wasn't uh, whether we I didn't think he's quite ready for us yet, but we cut him. He was one of the last cuts, and uh, uh, I, I as I was visiting with him, I, I talked to him and he said, "Hey, I just I just got to get back on the on the court and get better." You know, he didn't play the blame game. He mm-hmm. didn't say, you know. Yeah, you coaches are you missed a, missed a great player, you know, you stung, you know. He just he didn't play the blame game. And I think good players who are resilient don't play the blame game. You know, they're not gonna blame anybody else. They're gonna look inside them, they're gonna look in the mirror and say, What can I do to get better? And that's resilience. Yeah. And uh, so the next year we invite him back uh as a U seventeen player. This is for the world championship now. U16 is just for North and South America. So U16 is a quality, just to give you a little bit uh, of history here, U16 is a qualification tournament for the Worlds the next year. Hmm. Basically the same kids. We add a few, take a few away, but basically the same kids are there. 
for U16, U17. Uh, and the same way for U18 and U19. So one's always a World Cup, and then one's a qualification tournament. So he, we bring him back for the U17, which is a big deal, World Cup. You know, we're playing every team from Europe and Australia and, you know, Africa and whatever. So he make, ends up making our team the next year. And uh, after he makes our team, we go, we travel to, uh, that time it was uh, um, Lithuania and playing the World Cup. And uh, he ends up making uh, the all-tournament team as oh, wow. a U-17 player. And uh, he still, I mean, we, we, we still talk, uh, text back and forth. And he still says that if I, he would not have been cut that first year, he's not sure he would have been an NBA player today. So that's, that, that's how, that's how resilience, you know, if you overcome that resilient resilience, you know, it just makes you a better player, a better person. You, you know, you, you, you just have, uh, have, have more, have a, a better attitude about things if you're resilient. And that, that's a prime example yeah. of Justice Winslow, uh, you know, coming back and then making, you know, he was top five U-17 player in the whole world after being cut as a U-16 player. You know, that's, that's just amazing. And he, he credits, he credits being cut to the fact that he, you know, that he's really made it in the NBA. That says a lot about both of those examples that you gave is you mentioned not doing the blame game, but years later, in similar situations, <laughs> having just the, I don't know, uh, the awareness to look back and be like, I, I can handle this situation because I've already been in something similar. Yeah. And to get better and grow, like how many people look back at adversity in a negative light? And they yeah. were able to look back and, and really see that that was a, a changing point in my life. That's impressive. Very much so. For a young kid to understand that. Yeah. You know, we, you know, we, we invite 38 kids in or 40 kids, you know, so we cut it down to 12. So there's a lot of kids there that don't make the team. And and the majority of them are really good and they, and they look inwards and they sit here. Like, but there's always a few that, you know, play the blame game a little bit, are not resilient enough. And they, they might never, make it a little easier. <laughs> and they never, but you know, they never quite make it. Yeah. You know, they're never quite a good college. They're, they're quite never quite good enough in college to really make it um, down the road. So I think that has a lot to do with, you know, the resilience factor has a lot to do with, you know, how how well they're going to perform as they get in, in a lot of things as they get uh, as they get older. Thank you for checking out today's episode. Please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast, share it with your fellow coaches, and find us on social media for what's coming up next on the Jamoti Podcast. It's just a matter of doing it.